The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Lions taking down a money line winner to get back in that win column and unstoppable K Dub picking guys to score touchdowns. Yeah, that's my new genre right now. Yeah, apparently so. Working Favorites out nicely for score. you uh, in, in that market. I'm going to get another week where I don't have to hand in apparently a letter of resignation, which is mm. on the line the next time Donnie misses an True. anytime touchdown. So I uh, once again thank you. To say Quan Barkley. How mm-hmm. about those seven and seven top headlines? We of course begin in Buffalo, what a lot of people are calling game of the year. Hard to disagree. Bills, Vikings, Josh Allen drama heading in. It ended up being Josh Allen playing even before kick, and it was pretty obvious he was going to play. We got an update. Hey, he's not out on the field warming up right now. Line went down to four and a half, popped back up six and a half. This thing was out of control and then only outdone by the game itself. Justin Jefferson with a miraculous catch on a fourth and 18, but then a fourth down goal line stand by the Buffalo Bills. And then Josh Allen gets back to those turnover ways. And boy, oh boy, did this get ugly for him in a couple of different spots. Your final 33-30 Minnesota winning in overtime yeah my favorite takeaway is this is going to be that the minnesota vikings still won't get credit for this win because obviously josh allen lost this game they were up over two touch of three scores in the third to fourth quarter and yet you still had a minnesota vikings comeback this team can win and they can win close because if you're talking about playoff football kevin what's going to happen it's not mm-hmm. necessarily going to be blowouts you must win those one possession games and that's continuously what the minnesota vikings are doing DRS loving him some Vikings this morning right now, plus 500 to win the NFC. The Buffalo Bills still the favorites to mm-hmm. win the yep. Super Bowl. Oh, it's going to be a good morning here on the early line. How about those Green Bay Packers? Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, is back. Three touchdown passes, all of them to Christian Watson. Was Guten Kuntz right? 
all along. Just needed a R-E-L-A-X. Relax in Green Bay. It's a 31-28 victory for the pack in overtime over the Dallas Cowboys. Give Prescott a break, though. What'd you want him to do? Not have crucial turnovers in bad spots against a team that had a pulse? My goodness, oh me. What a great performance by Dak. Hit the bricks. Rodgers saves his season here at home. The new-look Green Bay Packers, where the Packers scored 31 points and Aaron Rodgers had 14 completions in that game. We'll see if that translates because we always expected them. They should be running the football a little bit more. They did it yesterday. That's a big-time win also for the Cowboys. They have a two-touchdown lead against the Packers with basically nothing at wide receiver and then get shredded in the fourth quarter. It's actually pretty fun to watch. I'll tell you, one thing, though, you do have to appreciate is basically the first time all year a wide receiver has a breakout game, the Green Bay Packers look the best they have in a long time. So, again, imagine if Devontae Adams stayed. But you know who wonders that even more than Aaron Rodgers? Devontae Adams. Oh, things are bad in Vegas. Just Saturday. Come on down. We are, though, going to welcome that radio audience into the fold right here. On the early line on a Monday morning, it's Kevin Walsh. It's Donnie Wrightside. It's Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. The Raiders are in disarray. Derek Carr is crying at press conferences. Devontae <laughs> Adams says Sunday is his least favorite day of the week. And Jeff Saturday uh. is out there letting all of you know that coaching ain't that hard. 25-20. Matt Ryan, the athletic Matt Ryan, apparently, leads the Indianapolis Colts to a big-time win. Yes, and there's a lot of takeaways from this game overall. Number one is like, what are the Vegas Raiders doing at this point in the season? Number two is Devontae Adams still continues to dominate, even though that team stinks. And number three, can we hold the brakes on, yeah, we got this right for the Indianapolis Colts and made Jeff Saturday head coach. That was the Raiders at 2-7 and seven with 90% of their football team hurt. Let's see when the Colts have to go up against a formidable opponent to see what happens. But also, credit the Colts here. Put mm. their best foot forward here. Put the better quarterback in the game. And voila, you got a victory in a competitive effort out of Matt Ryan and the Colts. Sam Ellinger would have scored 30 is how I oh, see man. it through these eyes. Yeah. Over in Germany, Over Tom there. Brady. Man, it was, a, it was a good day for the old quarterbacks. What do you know? Tom Brady, two touchdown passes here, 21-16. They get the win in Germany over the Seattle Seahawks. He almost caught it. Well, not almost caught a touchdown. They tried to throw him a touchdown. Probably the worst play of the season. But nevertheless, uh, they are now 500 and feel like they are in firm control of the NFC South. Yeah, nice win by the Buccaneers here, and they will end up winning that NFC South, but also you're right on that play call. It was actually should have been disastrous, but didn't catch up because Geno fumbled on that ensuing possession. Good win by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see how that puts forward, but also one of my favorite things, when they go overseas and play on grass, can we just figure out the grass situation? Does it have to be a skating rink every single time they play on grass in the U.K. or now Germany? Come on. Some other things to look at throughout the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, 331 yards. Four touchdown passes. You got guys with passing props of 190. His is 300 and a half, and he's smoking it over. Also, Sunday night football, talking about smoking it over, yeah, except they smoked this thing up in the flames. 22-16, the Niners finished this thing out. No cover, though, against the Chargers, but still a nice victory, pushing them to 5-4. and four. And in the Pac-12, upsets, upsets, upsets. It's only USC left. We go to Bill's Vikings after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Bill's Vikings, perhaps the best game that we've seen all year long, most likely. It was an insane one, no doubt about it. A 33-30 final score that goes the direction of the road Minnesota Vikings. The craziness of this game all started before it ever even got underway. And it's the beauty of our business to watch how every single tweet from a Schefter or a Rappaport can impact the lines as people try and figure out what is going on. Eventually, we settled on six and a half. We opened at nine and a half. Went all the way down to three and a half. And let's be honest, there wasn't a person to a man who didn't think that Case Keenum wasn't going to be under center for the Buffalo Bills, at least throughout the most of this week. And then you saw it was going to be Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Josh Allen. And we got back up to a seven. All right, here we go. I guess he's going to play. And then again, just one last try. Hey, he's not out there warming up. We went down to four and a half. But eventually he was out there. We closed six and a half. And Josh Allen takes the field. We'll break down everything that happened on the field. But first, Donnie, your thoughts on the movement of the line and ultimately the decision that Buffalo made here to play Josh Allen in this game. It was fun to watch all the way through. And my favorite part about my my takeaway, or should I say my favorite takeaway, is I'm actually glad the Buffalo Bills lost this game because they played high school Harry all week long, probably knowing in the back of their mind, maybe Josh Allen's elbow. They played it up a little bit too much here early in the week once they got and heard back from the doctors. Hey, by the way, looks like it's just an elbow bruise here. He's probably just going to be fine at this point to run him in and out of practice as soon as the media came in here to play a game where Josh Allen is not going to warm up. And my favorite part is maybe they spent so much time themselves here, you know, convincing themselves that he was going to play in this game as opposed to the Minnesota Vikings. So the laugh, I always like to say this, Kevin, we all know we're not in the room, right? I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm not a defensive coordinator. But if I'm playing from the Minnesota Vikings side of it, I'm going, all right, we have, you know, hundreds of games here or whatever on Josh Allen. We know how he plays. 
We've seen Case Keenum play before. Heck, he's been in our building. It's not going to be any surprise. Either one of them starts as if we're going to be completely befuddled by the game plan. Kudos to the Vikings here, even though they were down multiple touchdowns in this game. They end up winning. And was there any competitive advantage, Kevin, because of what the Buffalo Bills did with Josh Allen? Absolutely zero. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the early lead Buffalo was able to build up as the Vikings were still out there running the uh, Case Keenum yeah. built Case defense Keenum. that they True. had put together mm-hmm. all week long. But there are a lot of takeaways that you can have on both sides of this field. And I'll be honest, I think pretty often on this show, it's tempting to start with the slander. And trust me, it's coming. Let's start with the winning side of this game, the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings entered this game 7-1. and one. And again... If everything was going to be normal on the Bills' side of things, they were going to be an almost double-digit favorite in this football game. Huge, huge number. That not only shows how much everyone loves the Buffalo Bills, but, hey, we don't believe in this Minnesota Vikings team. The Minnesota Vikings were lacking that signature victory through their opening eight weeks, or eight games, I should say, heading into Buffalo. This is their signature win. Their signature moment is Kirk on the plane, but this is the type of win that changes the perception around your football team, maybe changes the perception in the room. They're going to win a division crown. They're going to win an NFC North. We know that. They've got a great, a great opportunity to compete, even though they lost to the Eagles, but to compete with the Eagles for the top of the NFC overall. Only one game back. Ultimately, if the birds slip up, maybe the Vikings can catch them. But again, we know the Vikings can win games. We've seen them win games all year long. How much credit do you give Minnesota for this win? Are you now considering them not just, ah, they're going to be in the playoffs. Are you considering the Minnesota Vikings a Super Bowl contender here this Monday morning? Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? It's the only sane thing to do. Now, if you just try to break it down to its common element and say, well, Super Bowl contender, they're not going to be winning the Super Bowl because the Eagles busted them up and the Eagles are probably going to have home field advantage. Therefore, the Minnesota Vikings will lose and won't be in the Super Bowl. That's not how we take a look at Super Bowl contender. Super Bowl contender means you take, like, what, the top five, six teams in the league and say, okay, this is where they stand. They're absolutely at 8-1 and one, a Super Bowl contender because as you talk about the Buffalo Bills being Super Bowl champions, still a possibility. You went on the road and took them down. That puts you right into the conversation of getting to the Super Bowl as you are playing with the biggest boys in the NFL routinely. Now, you look at the Vikings, 8-1. and one. Oh, they had a bad loss early on to the, to the uh, Chicago Bears. No, they lost to the Eagles, who are unbeaten. Of course, the Minnesota Vikings are Super Bowl contenders. Kirk Cousins or not, hate or not for the quarterback, deal with it. They're there. Yeah, I disagree. And here's the thing. Would I have to admit they're contenders if Josh Allen didn't insanely fumble the football out of the one-yard line? Probably not, right? Or, or would I still have had to do that? They're 7-0 in one-possession games. That's not how this sport works. If you want to be a legitimate contender, you have to be able to create separation from teams. Maybe at least, oh, I don't know, the bad ones, which is what Minnesota's played a whole bunch of. And I'm not trying to take shots at the record. My point is it's about how we're getting the job done here. Taylor Heineke, the awful Arizona Cardinals, the Skylar Thompson slash... Teddy Bridgewater, Miami Dolphins. Can we create margin from Andy Dalton? Can can you blow out someone? Can you look markedly better than somebody? Because what you're going to try and tell me then 
is that I'm going to trust that Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, still this year played a primetime game and threw three picks and embarrassed himself in that matchup, you're going to tell me, hey, when we get to the NFC playoffs and it's Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins in round number two, battle test in Minnesota. Give me the Vikings, not a chance. Not a chance. I am not buying this Minnesota Vikings team at all. They still, to me, are not on the tier of the Philadelphia Eagles, which was proven, by the way, when those teams played. I get it. They hung here with Buffalo. Then let's get to that side of the equation. The Bills might be the most overrated team in this entire sport, right? I mean, is it time to just admit that now? Super Bowl favorites? Based on what? I love this. They lose this game. And the tweets we get, man, that was fun. Rematch in February? This is becoming the Bills' identity. They lose football games and get worlds of credit for it. Again, the reasons they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl is because they lost to Patrick Mahomes last year in the playoffs. And guess what they're set up to do again this year? Lose to Patrick Mahomes again in the playoffs. Remember when the Buffalo Bills were going to cruise to the number one seed in the AFC and it took them all but two weeks to squander that as they fell to 0-2 in their own division? They're third in the AFC East, by the way. And then lose at home here to the Minnesota Vikings? They are favorites based on what? Have they accomplished anything at a high level? No. Have they looked markedly better than everybody they've played? Absolutely not. So please tell me why the Buffalo Bills are Super Bowl favorites as we sit here on a Monday morning. Because their high end is better than anybody else in the NFL. That's what it is. Oh, that's nice. If Josh Allen is rolling, yes, it is. And that's that's all you can go off at this point. They're losing games early on. It's still early in the season. What do you got, about seven, eight games left here? There's still enough time for them to win the division, get in the playoffs. But we're dropping them down here because that win against Kansas City was supposed to solidify them as the best team in the AFC. And you could just light up a cigar and go, hey, Kansas City, good to see you coming into our building here. We're going to wreck you. But they just made it infinitely you know, horrible on themselves because you know where this is going, right? We're going to have the same conversation late in January when the Buffalo Bills pull up to Kansas City and we're wondering why the Chiefs are a three-and-a-half-point favorite and this is a close game in the fourth quarter and it goes to overtime and Kansas City is going to win the toss, pound in a touchdown, and Josh Allen's going to have a ridiculously tipped ball interception that ends that game. We're going to say the same thing the following year. Boy, wait till those Buffalo Bills get Kansas City at home and they don't have to go through Kansas City. That's what it feels like we're setting up for. But the high-end spectrum, when Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are right, they can beat anybody. and That's what people are hoping on. Oh, sure, they can beat anybody. But their high end this year, has it looked better than, oh, I don't know, Kansas City who went to Tampa and hung 40 and hung 40 on the Niners? And again, they were supposed to have the easy division. They are in third place in the AFC East. It's going to be a good morning. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live with you right here on Sports Grid. We go from Buffalo, Minnesota to Green Bay and Dallas. i got to be honest with you. Green Bay-Dallas was actually my favorite game from yesterday's slate for a couple of reasons. Uh, maybe the most notable one is Aaron Rodgers in a bounce-back spot delivered once again. Aaron Rodgers scored uh, less than 10 points against the Detroit Lions, which was, again, quite a low moment for this Green Bay team, a low moment on their season. Aaron Rodgers, now with this game in the books, averages... 33.1 points per game, the game following scoring 10 the game before. Rodgers always bounces back. Their team total was 20, but they were over that number while still trailing by a touchdown. I was celebrating, but the people of Green Bay knew that they had more work to get done. And they got that done. The ground game was fantastic as the Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon train continued to pound. This team ran for over 200 yards on the Dallas Cowboys. Rodgers was incredibly efficient. Only 20 attempts for 224 yards. It's 11.2 yards per pass and three touchdowns, no interceptions. The offense got into Dallas territory a couple of times. And it finished with kicks, missed field goals, and punts. It felt like they were squandering opportunities. But this was vintage Aaron Rodgers. All things considered, the best he has looked all season long. And some might argue against the best defense he has played all season long. This might be a perception changer. This might turn around their season. You cannot overstate how much the Green Bay Packers needed this victory, and they got this victory 31-28 in Lambeau Field. Yeah, it was a good win for the Packers. They have three auto losses still coming on their schedule, regardless of everything else. So they won't make the playoffs, the Green Bay Packers, which we're going to talk about in just a few moments. But this is more of an indictment on the Dallas Cowboys. You have a team that you said you're the baddest defense on the planet in that front seven here. You're going to collapse that pocket left and right. They give up 31 points to the Packers, who struggle to even get first downs. And even after the first quarter, I was sort of like laughing to myself, going, boy, this Green Bay Packers team is horrendous. And the Dallas Cowboys getting a break. Who would not like to go, hey, you're going in the Lambeau Field as a favorite in this football game. Why? Because it's Aaron Rodgers and nobody else, and they can't get out of their own way. And yet you see the Green Bay Packers put up 31 points. And it's interesting, too, because if you would have told me before the game, hey, Kevin, you like a total in this game? By the way, Green Bay is not going to score a single point in two of those quarters of the four. Like before they get 10 points total, again, getting rocked in this game, 24-10. No, they actually won this outright. And also, some of my favorite things that come up, because you had a two-touchdown lead here for the Cowboys, that vaunted defensive pass rush, which never got home. But also, once you got to overtime, 
That's when it started to get a lot of fun. You see some of these coaches making ridiculously bad decisions. Number one for the Green Bay Packers running down the clock here with Matt LaFleur with Aaron Rodgers gave, you know, a little bit of his mind to Matt LaFleur, rightfully so. But how about McCarthy in overtime? This is what I like here, right? We're going to go for it when we have a kicker with a huge leg, not much windy conditions, a little bit cool, but certainly well within his range. We're going to pass that up in fourth and four to go for it. Meanwhile, if you got the first down, there's no guarantee that A, you're still going to make a field goal or B, score a touchdown. And also, if you don't get it, Aaron Rodgers has to walk down the field and kick a field goal to win it, which they did. So coaches like Mike McCarthy making ridiculous choices back on his home field in Lambeau just made me laugh all the way around. But for me, it's less of a, hey, Green Bay rescued their season. It's looking at the Dallas Cowboys going, are you guys really that good here? So I'm I'm tempted to to travel down this Green Bay path, but let's start on Dallas, as you said, because the Dallas Cowboys, based off their early season, were being crowned the best defense in the NFL. And I'm, by the way, not acting as if I wasn't giving them a ton of praise. That was a unit that was playing some great football, but they have now allowed 26 plus points in three of their last four games. That is a bit concerning if you're honest. They are no longer top five in points allowed per game and no longer top 10 in yards allowed per game. All in all, is it a top five defense still in the National Football League? You can at least question it for what feels like the first time all year. That's one piece of a puzzle. The other is Dak. This has been Dak Prescott basically his entire career. He is a bum slayer. Put a bad team across that field, and he is going to dog walk them. The last time, and I know you're going to tie through for three touchdowns. Yes, 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 I understand that. He threw two brutal interceptions, and both turned into Green Bay Packers touchdowns. And I'm not telling you again that that's all the game, but it's a part of it. And he still had the football multiple times with an opportunity to end it. After the Green Bay tying touchdown, had the chance for a drive, and it was a three and out. Then he got the football back after that three and out, now with 15 seconds, albeit. But you, the, it's clearly Mike McCarthy's like, hey, maybe we can do something here. Couldn't do anything here. They then won the toss. They moved it down the field. He trusts Dak Prescott to pick up a fourth down, and Dak can't do that either. This is the thing as we sit here and we, we reassess the NFC. I just told you guys I don't think the Vikings are contenders. If you were to counter me, you might say, well, hold on. Is the only team that's a contender in the AFC the Philadelphia Eagles? That might be yes. But that's fair enough. Like, the, I guess the list has to be a little bit longer then because the Dallas Cowboys are now all of a sudden not covering themselves in a lot of glory. Or maybe that's an overreaction to a loss in Lambeau, what has always been a difficult place to play. But I left, I left this game, Donnie. Lower on the Dallas defense and the same concerns I've always had about Dak Prescott. Yeah, but also, Kevin, don't you like this one? You ready for this? What did you want him to do? He didn't have Zeke Elliott back there. You expect him to win a football <laughs> yeah, game without yeah, yeah. Zeke Elliott? Now, also, my counterpoint to that is, hey, Zeke, if I'm the general manager, as Jerry Jones is, another week off next week. You want two weeks off, three weeks off? How about mm -hmm. we send you to Cancun for an entire month? Because if it's clear to anybody, to Pollard, 22 carries, 115 yards and a touchdown. He is electric in that backfield. Now, granted, they weren't able to win that football game, but that wasn't the reason why. So I do like, oh, Zeke's down this week. Tony Pollard has been the better running back in Dallas the past few years, and it's unquestioned at this point right now. But where the Dallas Cowboys go from here? 
because their schedule doesn't exactly ease up at this point. And they were supposed to be the next competitor to the Philadelphia Eagles, who now you're the Cowboys. You have three losses. You already lost to the Eagles. So de facto here, tiebreaker advantage, even though you will see a game here on Christmas Eve coming up. And maybe is that even a big game? We were all pointing to this too. Because if you swing it back to the Eagles who are unbeaten who are playing tonight, you say to yourself, oh man, it's going to be a tough one in Dallas. Is it really? What is the Dallas Cowboys going to have five losses at that point here? How tough of an advantage or disadvantage will the Philadelphia Eagles have in that game? But again, my takeaway from this, very disappointed in the Cowboys. It wasn't as if, Kevin, they didn't bring their like A game. Like, oh, well, you know what? Rodgers was good. We got down 14-0. We couldn't recover. You got a two-touchdown lead against a team with nothing at wide receiver, and those wide receivers destroyed you in the fourth quarter and overtime. All right, let's do a little bit of a schedules check. Are we looking at different Dallas schedules? Okay, they're at Minnesota in their next game. I got you. Home against the Giants, home against the Colts, home against the Texans at Jacksonville. You got, I mean, you got Davis Davis Mills walking in there? But if, we, if we're looking like pre-yesterday, because it's funny how the schedule changes where you look at one team like, man, that schedule is so easy to start the season. And then maybe you play a game that, man, some of these teams are a lot better because you're looking at the Vikings now at home. Let's just say the Dallas Cowboys catch a loss. You're playing the Giants. Who? They're going to be hanging around. That's no easy victory here, and the Giants have a much better record. The Colts now, could they be rejuvenated and at least be a formidable opponent as opposed to Sam Ellinger starting with Jeff Saturday and a hilarious you know, calamity that that team is? You'll beat the Texans. Jaguars probably beat them too, but then you have the Eagles, the Titans, and then the Commanders probably playing in some upset mode in that final week. It's no longer one of those schedules that you look at to be like, it could have been, Two weeks ago, you might be looking at the going, man, they're going to go on a big run. But there are some teams here, those fortunes have certainly changed. Have you seen, by chance, the line in Minnesota this coming Sunday and where no. that sits uh, right now? No. It's Dallas minus two in Minnesota. Now, that is disrespectful to the Vikings. That is some slander, no doubt. Though I probably would take the Cowboys to win, but we're here on a Monday. We'll see. Look at I mean, that face, by the way, on right side. I mean, he's about to, he's about to go. Take the I mean, he's about to go out there. And, something ain't right. Uh, you know, yeah, something's not st- right. start start getting involved. Maybe maybe Kirk Cousins is going to take a week off, man, to go celebrate a big time victory there. I mean, but it's nevertheless. Cousins. We're getting a yeah. massive arrest here for the Minnesota Vikings for this game. And what, what's going on? Because I had to actually like just yeah. step away from the moment, not hear what you were actually saying, to check to say like, I'm ready to come back. I'm like, man, Kevin's an idiot. What line is he looking at? I don't believe this line. I don't. What's up? Yeah. Um, don't ever to yourself think Kevin's an idiot because that'll never be the case. So man. don't you worry, pal. Look at we're right here rocking game. and rolling. Yeah. The, the cow. I mean, I know pff, I, I do it all, man. Yeah. The, the Cowboys were... <laughs> The Cowboys, to me, though, were never going to win a division once they lost. I mean, but once they lost to the Eagles in week six, I thought their hopes to win the division were toast. It's now all playoff seeding for them. So that's it, we'll see how that twirls. But you said that the Green Bay Packers, we might have to pick this up even on the other side. We'll see. You said mm-hmm. they have three auto losses auto. on yeah. their schedule. Yes. Please take me through those three games. Uh, Titans are going to smoke them. The Eagles will smoke them. And then the Dolphins are going to smoke them. And then probably the Vikings uh, to end the season there, basically, in that, what, what's that, week 17 game? Yeah. Might be four. Actually, let me update it. There's four auto losses for the Green Bay Packers. Good luck, Pack.
So, again, a world where you like them to lose another four games, I got you. The updated win total seven and a half. It's around the number, yeah. right? You discarding their chances at Philly and at Miami, classic you. You've never yeah. once looked ahead at a schedule and thought a team could win a road football game. So I, I see how that comes in. The Titans thing, though, they're yeah. favored in the football game. Auto, auto loss for the Green Bay Packers. The Titans win by sorcery, so that's an automatic loss, yes. <laughs> we might hit this on the other side. we got some weekend winners coming as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back right here on Sports Group. Coming up uh, with some weekend winners. And maybe tomorrow we'll get into some NFC situations uh, a little more. I just will say as far as Green Bay goes and kind of the outlook for them right now, there's only seven teams in the NFC with more wins than the Green Bay Packers. So they are on the cusp of this postseason picture. The thing is, it's, it's basically either... Seattle or the Niners that you're probably going to look to pick off unless you agree with Donnie that the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose out and drop every game against the AFC South that they have remaining on their schedule. But the Packers are, uh, again, at least now in the conversation. There are plenty of teams who are not in the conversation, like the Vegas Raiders, which leads us to our first weekend winner, an obvious selection, Jeff Saturday. How is Jeff Saturday not on this list? One game as a head coach, one victory for Jeff Saturday. A lot of people talking about the fact that he was coming off, of course, the you know commentator's desk, but he's still been around this team. He's been around football, of course, his entire life, and he also had the perfect situation playing. The Vegas Raiders, who are an absolute mess. And I don't know if Jeff Saturday is really going to parlay this into being the head coach of the Colts next year. And there's almost a part of me that wonders if he even wants to. Jeff Saturday maybe will be good to just hang out here for eight weeks, see how it goes, and then peace out. Jeff Saturday helping some of us who like to sit back and criticize coaches, though, to be able to say, ha-ha, we told you, 
it's not that hard. But I have to also give Jeff Saturday some credit because clearly Jeff Saturday was aware of the criticisms that came his way for this job. And a lot of those actually were valid to a degree at the minimum that he had this job with never coaching in the NFL or at the collegiate level. And he he took that to heart. He got these guys to play for him. And he put a win up on the board, Donnie. This is not even trying to restart a Frank Reich debate between you and I. I don't think they get this win with Frank Reich there. I think this team needed a change, and they got it in Jeff Saturday, and they won a football game because of it. I, I don't. I, I think they would. I mean, we're talking about the Raiders here, which is why I always want to temper expectations. But talking about your big win of the weekend, it is Jeff Saturday. Nobody's going to care about Jeff Saturday losing his next seven games here with the Indianapolis Colts. The only thing they cared about was his game one to see if it was going to be an absolute train wreck and them getting housed by the Vegas Raiders. So the national media and everybody could double down and be like, "You idiots, Colts! I told you, Jeff Saturday, what an embarrassment! You should have did something else." So he was the big winner. And as I said, it doesn't matter what he does the rest of the way, but as long as you have a competent quarterback, which is what we go back to. I don't think Matt Ryan was having a very good season, but it was pretty clear that starting Sam Ellinger, you are not going to win another football game this year because tank mode was in, which I would have been okay with. But I also like the fact that, as if you follow me on Twitter, I put out this tweet in the morning yesterday when it was apparent that maybe you could get some time here for Matt Ryan and the word was that, oh, you know, if Sam Ellinger struggles, you're going to put Matt Ryan in. I would have fired the entire staff if Ellinger started that game and they waited like a quarter and a half for them not to get a first down, then put Matt Ryan in to try to win the game. Because you're either about winning, even if it's at the damage of your franchise because you're hoping for a quarterback, or you're embracing the tank, which have been, hey, Jeff, I need you to have this guy Ellinger quarterback here for the rest of the way because we're really not trying to win, but we have to put out the you know effort as, hey, what do you want us to do? Trying to get a quarterback, see if he's our future here, where nobody would question it here. But the fact when Matt Ryan started yesterday and you tweeted me back, say, hey, here we go, Ryan's running with the ones, it just made yeah. sense because you were getting the star running back back, Kevin. You were getting the quarterback back. You knew an honest ever was going to be there. Also, you were playing the Raiders who stink out loud without some of their best players. It made sense. But And that's there's two things I want to get to this game before we move on. So I still – I don't know if they win the game with Sam Ellinger, but I, they would have not been left on zero. They would have not been left on three. I just – you cannot overstate how different it is going to Foxborough in your second career start without Jonathan Taylor and going to Vegas with Jonathan Taylor back. Like the, the gap there is so – so massive. What I don't understand then is why Jim Irsay and the Indianapolis Colts decided to tell everybody that we would have Sam Ellinger be the quarterback of this football team, win or lose the rest of the way. It just doesn't make sense. It adds to the disarray that exists around your organization right now, win or lose. But it is what it is. Maybe Matt Ryan can catch magic. The Tennessee Titans, though, seem to have a lot of it. I'm not sure how much the Colts can really do in terms of making headway within the South. But the second part of this puzzle, more likely to be coaching on the sidelines next year as far as a head coach goes, Jeff Saturday, greater than sign, Josh McDaniels. The Vegas Raiders are a disaster. Right now, they come off of the page like the biggest disaster in the National Football League. 
the Texans knew they were going to be bad. The Bears were having the time of their lives losing games watching Justin Fields run wild. We already know the Denver Broncos are going to trade or going to fire Nathaniel Hackett. I guess they would be in the running as well. But the Raiders are either injured or basically going through a massive, massive disappointment at every single press conference you watch. Again, I was low on the Raiders. I still gave them too much credit by thinking they'd be fourth in this division. They are one of the worst teams in the National Football League. They tried to make roster improvements and made the playoffs last year. Josh McDaniels absolutely looks one and done. Yeah, he wasn't taking over a normal situation, which even though, Kevin, you're right, we come into the season going, they're probably going to come in fourth place, but it's not the Raiders' fault they play in the toughest division. It's like being a decent team in the SEC going, man, we're never going to play for a national championship because look at who we play each week. We don't get to hide in the Pac-12 or somewhere else. So when you're trying to break it down, you're just looking for confidence if you're an owner. Like Mark Davis is looking at the Raiders going, okay, show me what you have this year. If we end up going eight and nine, but we were in at so many games and all oh, excruciating losses to the Chargers and and, you know, Russell Wilson pulled one out late against us. And Patrick Mahomes lost an overtime in Kansas City. Boy, we're real close. Let's add maybe a defensive player or two and get after it the following year. This is one of those losses that you saw it with Derek Carr at the podium. He's crying because he knows in the back of his mind, like, if we can't beat the Colts at home with what they're going through, this is going to be a long rest of the season. And quite frankly, I'm looking for a new job. And you saw Josh McDaniels take the podium. He looks like he's ready for a Tuesday meeting where he doesn't know if he's going to come back. And when we talked about this game last week, it wasn't even about Jeff Saturday. It was like, wow, the, the Colts probably come in this game. Hey, we get what we get. We'll see if we can get a win. But the Vegas Raiders are going, thank you, God, that the Indianapolis Colts are coming to town so actually we can pick up a victory. And later in the week, I'm starting to say to myself, going, Boy, Vegas, this might be a real tough spot for you because you know you have to win to keep your job. They end up losing that game. The turmoil is going to be sensational this week because all along, Mark, hey, yeah, Josh McDaniels, we meet every single week. Yeah, we heard that one before. Maybe they need one more time and he's out as head coach. Yeah, just, a, again, a full disaster. Right, we've got a couple more winners to go. That game deserved that amount of time, though. Winner number two, uh -huh. Patrick Mahomes, obvious. Josh Allen, MVP, done. No chance. If you have a ticket, sorry. What a waste of a ticket, though. Three straight games with two-plus interceptions and the, and the fumble that realistically lost them that game. Disaster mode. Statistically, who's going to touch Patrick Mahomes, by the way? Look around this league. Donnie makes this point every single week. Look at these passing props. Look at this yardage going around the league. We Rams-Cardinals, I know it was backups. Neither Neither quarterback in the 210s. Justin Fields is having a breakout season. He throws for 110 yards a game. Nobody is out there throwing big yardage. Patrick Mahomes, who's already won a league MVP, by the way, is averaging his most yards per game of his career. Four passing touchdowns, hardly a surprise. 331 yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The only person that can catch Mahomes, not Tua, again, told you Josh Allen is done, it's Jalen Hurts, and it won't be statistically, but it's basically going to have to be the Eagles being either 17-0 or 16-1 and and people going, you know what, we got to give it to a team that wins that many football games. And honestly, even then, they still might give it to Patrick Mahomes. This is now his award to lose DRS. 
It, it, it looks like it probably is at this point, too, because also when we take a look at the schedule game here, not as, as daunting as you might have once thought for the Chiefs. At the Chargers, okay, they're going to get any of their wide receivers back? Probably not. The Rams, who knows today if we find that if Cooper Cup snapped his ankle and there goes the rest of the Rams season. At the Bengals, at the Broncos, Texans, Seahawks at home, Broncos at home, Raiders to end the season. Again, you get that extra bump in the NFL, Kevin, when you have a really good football team that secures the top overall seed. And again, I think you're correct here with the Philadelphia Eagles assessment. If they go 17-0, a big reason why the Eagles are 17-0 is because Jalen Hurts had a really good season. Statistically the same as Patrick Mahomes? Probably not, but that's going to get you that bump. But even looking at Patrick Mahomes as a whole here, we just expect it too. And you talked about here the actual, like, you know, hey, your prop is 310 yards or 310 and 311 or 303, whatever it is, and the rest of the league's like 165 apiece. It feels like baseball with Aaron Judge. Let's dumb down the baseballs. Let's not check the pitchers anymore. Let's let their mm-hmm. spin rates go up. And one guy hit 62 home runs, and the next guy in the American League's like 20 behind. That's what it feels like. He's on like a <laughs> different level right now where you're yeah. like Giannis judging him the MVP like what wait a minute 315 two touchdowns one interception Pfft, that stinks but oh did you see Justin Fields 120 yards on the ground and 105 in the air that's the MVP he's on another level right now he just is he he absolutely is the, it's it, and by the way this is all happening as Tyreek Hill is in a different uniform maybe which which also helps in an MVP race, by the way, when you kind of start doing narrative battles and, and things of that nature. I see how far two has dropped. No juice for me in the market. We'll talk about two a little bit later. I think the last weekend winner we'll get to. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, well, hold on a minute. I, I, I missed something here. Did Odell sign and catch a touchdown? No, 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 no. It's the fact that Odell did not sign. Because if Odell would have signed in the offseason... He would have signed with the Los Angeles Rams. A thank you deal. You know what? You guys were good to me. I'll be good to you. I'll be back. Can't wait. Look forward to it. Odell said, you know what? That'll probably be good, but let me just wait and see how this all plays out. Could you imagine if Odell Beckham Jr. signed with the Los Angeles Rams, who three and six now, he's probably still a month away. He would have returned to a four and nine football team. And at that point would have actually said, I'm good. Odell Beckham Jr. Absolutely, absolutely did what's best for him. He will either join the the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Niners, the Chiefs, or the Bills. All teams that are going to the playoffs, Donnie, what an absolute win to avoid this disaster in Los Angeles. Yeah, they said he wanted to go to a Super Bowl contender. So now you're looking at saying like, okay, we're going to sign with the Rams. Yeah, that's going to be out here. And sign with the Cowboys took another loss, and they're probably going to lose again this week. So who is he actually going to sign with here, and what's that money going to be? And also, if you think about it, maybe he does go back to the Rams here. Because if Cooper Cup is down, he's going to say, you know what? I have an entire month to get 15 targets every single game. Let me put my talents on showcase here, and I'll take the playoffs off and sign a big deal next year. Yeah, maybe he'll add the Texans to his list too then. What an mm. absolute knuckleheaded take from nah, you. Best take of the we day. hit the NBA. Clip Clip Donnie, it Donnie, Donnie made me. We hit the NBA. NBA. Next. What? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to right here on SportsCare. We're going to close it out. My last weekend winner comes from last night. I look, I know there was a lot going on, so I'm sure plenty of you missed the game. But I hope my man over there uh, did not, since he is, of course, semi-based out of Philly. Might as well be. Loosely based out of Philly. The 76ers played the Jazz last night. And, jo- and Joel Embiid went for a, a light 59 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks, in a seven-point victory, he was plus 25 in 37 minutes. And there are a billion stats that you could go over to really emphasize how impressive this Joel Embiid performance was. I think there's two of them that stand out for me. One, it's the fact that in the last 48 hours, he had scored a total of 101 points. Because this was on the second leg of a back-to-back and he just scored 42 against Atlanta. Remember when Joel Embiid never played back-to-backs? Now he's out there carrying this team on back-to-backs? But here's my favorite stat, and one of the most preposterous I have ever seen in my life. The 76ers went out there in the fourth quarter of that basketball game and scored 27 points. 26 of them were scored by Joel Embiid. Who does that? Who scores Every single point for a team in a quarter. One of the most outrageous performances legitimately in the history of the NBA. An MVP odds altering type of performance from Joel Embiid. Incredible, incredible stuff here. Pushes the 76ers to 500. Yeah, here's the reason why I like this even more, because you're right, it was a back-to-back, but the previous game where they had the back-to-backs against the Atlanta Hawks, Joel Embiid came out and was very unhappy with the way he was subbed out here and felt it didn't give him the best chance to win. How about that? Doc Rivers' response says, you want it? You got it. And he dominates over the weekend. Quick other notes last night. The Lakers beat the Nets, go to 3-10. and 10. The Warriors go to 0-7 mm. on the road. Interesting times, no doubt. We'll be right back. Start out with Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.